This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio Season 5, Episode 44. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 44 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. A little bittersweet here, Randy. Episode 44 for Season 5, our last episode for the season. And uh, today we welcome Chuck Poole, teacher, founder of Teachonomy, author of Unforgettable, Your Roadmap to Being the Teacher They Never Forget, and producer of the Unseries. Chuck is a veteran teacher, making it his mission to inspire and encourage teachers all over the world to be the best they can be. He's the visionary behind Teachonomy.com and the host of Teachonomy Talks podcast. Chuck is the producer of Times 10 Books, newest collection, the Unseries. Chuck lives in New Jersey with his wife and enjoys mentoring creating laughter in the classroom, and the continued pursuit of his next adventure. So welcome to the podcast, Chuck. Oh, thanks. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. All right. Let's start the conversation the way we usually do on this podcast with a personal story. Tell us about your journey on this path to encouraging and inspiring teachers in their roles as teachers, leaders, and influencers. Sure. Um, well, I've actually now been teaching for about 20 years. So in that time, I've had a lot of different learning experiences, I guess you could say, along the way. But um, one thing that I've always wanted to do was to help encourage and inspire teachers. So um, what I would say is I always had a problem, though, because I've been afraid, I guess you could say. Uh, and I'm, I'll tell you a little story of where that began, because I have two main fears, I guess you could say, that that continually plague me. One is the fear of heights, which we can talk about another day. But the other one is the fear of public speaking, which may sound weird because I'm a teacher. I'm in front of kids all the time. I now have a podcast and I, you know, I do videos on YouTube and I do all kinds of different things like that now. But that's kind of where this began. And it all started, believe it or not, in second grade. So I'll tell you a quick story about how that second grade experience kind of launched me and directed my path into where I am today, if that makes sense. Um, in second grade, I was actually part of a school spelling bee. And I was super excited. I, I actually had, was chosen to represent the entire school, or I guess you could say second grade, uh, in front of the in front of the entire school um, in the gymnasium, and I had prepared and studied for that particular uh, spelling bee more than I probably studied for anything in my entire life. And when it came time to actually do the spelling bee, I remember that the first word uh, that came up to me was was both the word both. Uh, 
Uh, it still haunts me to this day because uh, I remember looking around at the crowd, seeing my parents in the bleachers cheering me on. My friends were all around me and the judges in front of me. And I was confident that I would spell this word correct. So I stood up and I said both, B-O-T-H-E, both. And I smiled with my confident smile, ready to sit down and prepare for the next round, only to hear them say, I'm sorry, that was incorrect. Thank you for competing today. And my little second grade self kind of was astonished and crushed. I didn't know the mistake that I had made until obviously later I put an E at the end. Um, But the thing that caused my fear of, I guess you could say, public speaking and which kind of led me to where I am today uh, as far as trying to encourage and and inspire teachers and leaders was the next step that happened because um, my little second grade self had to turn around and in front of the entire school, I had to walk to the back of the gymnasium. And I don't know why they did this, but they had an area for all of the kids that spelled the words wrong. And we had to sit in this area. And I, I remember... It was exactly like the loser's lounge. And I was the first one to join. So it was not, (laughs) yeah, it was not fun. And I remember walking back and uh, it wasn't getting the word wrong. That kind of cemented my fear of public speaking. It was that long walk back to the back of the gymnasium into what we'd call the loser's lounge. And as I walked back, I heard, you know, sneers from classmates and laughter and awkward glances from the crowd. And I heard, you know, whispers that had my name attached to it. And I still remember tears streaming down my cheeks. The only saving grace were my parents was, you know, wording to me, we're so proud of you. But, you know, I don't know what they were proud of at that point, but they were cheering me on and making me feel better. You made the walk. I did. I made the walk. And I remember, uh, it it might sound strange because I remember that that particular feeling I never wanted to feel again. And I told myself from that day, I would never speak in front of people or do anything like that. And my senior year, I had to put a speech on and I did horribly, horribly bad. And um, it just kind of affected me to the point where I realized that um, it wasn't something that I wanted other people to ever experience. And so I became a teacher. And as that, I wanted to make sure that my students understood that they would never have to feel that way ever again, Mm -hmm. um, if they ever had before. And my goal, uh, coming back to, uh, I guess, my story of leading teachers and inspiring and encouraging, you know, my fellow teachers and leaders in education is pretty simple in that I wanted to spread the word to other teachers and leaders and influencers and whoever else would listen, that failure is not something to fear, and fear is not something to hide from. And I kind of wanted to face my fear through, um, you know, my podcast and through doing YouTube videos in a, in, in a small way, kind of get myself out there so that I could spread the word and hopefully inspire others to do it as well. Because I, I think sometimes what we fear is that our message or what we have to say will be viewed as worthless or useless. And, uh, I think that was another reason why I was afraid of that. So I didn't want anyone else to ever feel that fear that or feel that way. And that's kind of how everything started. That's how it's, I kind of wanted to put out my message and the main reason why I wanted to start a blog and a podcast and, and even write a book. Well, great segue to talk about the Unseries and your first book in the series, Unforgettable. Um, what's the backstory of the untag in the series in each title? And what's the bigger message of your first book? Oh yeah, it's a it's a great question. Uh, we can start. I get this. I get asked this often um, because the un is 
is an interesting way that we decided to design it. So uh, we can kind of start with that. And if you notice on the book or in the series itself, the un is done in a way that is very intentional. Uh, a lot of thought came to it when we were figuring out exactly what to name the book and name the series and so forth. Uh, and my goal was to kind of help teachers reimagine teaching in a way that would be inspiring and insightful um, while giving them specific strategies that I guess they could implement right away. So when coming up with the un, the unforgettable and the unseries unword, uh, there was a deeper meaning behind it that kind of fit a purpose. And Mark Barnes and I, who, who publishes uh, at times 10, we've spent a bit of time brainstorming what the goal of the series would be and, and the goal of the book and how can we serve teachers well through it. So eventually Un was born and it, and it kind of works this way. Uh, normally when Un is in front of a word, it usually means something negative. And since the whole series is about reimagining teaching and inspiring teachers in a positive way, uh, we wanted to put a spin on that concept with each title. So by reimagining the way Un was written, so basically reversing, making it lowercase u and capital N, it was the first step to achieving that message because our thought was by reversing the, the un, the way that it was spelled, it could figuratively or essentially change the way that it was thought of as well. So it would kind of turn it on its head and, and the goal was to begin to do the same thing with the book. And then the reason why it's red is because, uh, I'm often asked that as well, but because red is in my opinion and and i guess many people's opinion it's one of the most powerful colors in the spectrum um so overall when teachers uh begin to reimagine teaching in a positive and innovative way the power of our impact can be much greater so we chose un to kind of reverse it and to make it red simply because we wanted to send a message that reimagining teaching brings with it power and then in my book very simple the bigger message that could be found throughout it uh, is that relationships we build as teachers uh, serve as a foundation of our impact. And my goal in the book is to help teachers everywhere nourish the four key relationships um, that make us unforgettable. So you've organized your first book around these 10 destinations. So tell us a little bit about the destinations and then how did you come up with these 10? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, the destinations, so the reason why I wanted to call them destinations is because essentially the book is designed as a roadmap, but it's not something that you necessarily, or my goal was for it not to be something that you necessarily had to read in order. So if you were um, looking at an area in your teaching or even an area in, in, in your life where you kind of thought, well, I could really use some guidance or some, some inspiration in this area, you could turn to that section in the book and it wouldn't necessarily be out of order. Uh, so we wanted to name them destinations so that the reader could literally stop at anyone along the way. Um, but narrowing them down was probably what I felt was most crucial because basically what I had done was taken advice from the mentors in my life and all the experiences that I've had with students over the years and uh, what they would tell me when they'd come back to visit and they would, they would give me their positive memories that they had in overall schooling, not just in my class, but, you know, how they have, have grown and what they enjoyed in their learning. And what I noticed was based on all the advice from my mentors and based on all of the experiences that my students shared, there was an underlying theme. And the most memorable teachers were able to embrace themselves as a whole and in turn communicate with the people around them. So I decided to come up with 10 destinations 
that I feel make up the whole teacher. And I wanted the destinations to focus on those four key relationships that I saw to be so foundational in an unforgettable teacher. And those four relationships that I'm talking about um, are basically what the destinations focus on. And they're the relationships that we have with our students, with our colleagues, with ourselves, and with our content. And overall, the book itself will cover and help anyone who reads it to nourish those relationships. So it's kind of a guide for people to kind of walk through those four relationships and then give them specific ways to implement and nourish them. So give us an example of one of your favorite destinations in the book related to any one of those four ideas. Okay, yeah. Um, One of my favorites... I guess I would say I have a couple, but one would probably be the first destination uh, because it's called create a home. And I feel that that's an essential part of being an unforgettable teacher, but it's not necessarily just about creating a home-like atmosphere where the kids come in and they see a cool looking classroom. It really kind of delves into, and I think that it's important to talk about the implement or talk about how to implement the long lasting elements that, even the toughest kids we teach, you know, will feel like they're welcome and valued. So that first destination, I think, is a really important one, talking about create a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would have to also say, though, the last it's kind of a bonus destination, I guess you could say. It's how I end the book. Uh, I kind of entitle it Don't Quit. And I basically compare teachers to Navy SEALs, if that makes sense, and uh, and the principles that Navy SEALs live by. And I give seven principles that unforgettable teachers live by. And I think that particular section happens to be one that I tend to get emails about a lot. And people are telling me, oh, I'm sharing this. And because it's, it's kind of a wrap up of the book, but I think it's an important destination because it gives people seven specific principles that really will drive the entire concept of the book home. So I think the first and the last are really, really powerful destinations that I'd love to share, but um, I like them all. But that last one in particular happens to be the one that I get the most feedback about, which is interesting. So let's actually uh, segue to that in terms of um, (laughs) how how your work is impacting the work of the teachers that are in the field. Can you share a story or two about about that impact? Yeah. Sure. I'll share two quick stories. One uh, is actually about a student of mine that I had years ago that actually is now a guidance counselor. Uh, And that one actually has to do specifically with the book. And then my work in general, I'll talk about uh, a specific teacher group that really has encouraged me and I've seen growth because of it, which has been kind of cool. Uh, So a few weeks ago, I'll first tell you about this, a student of mine. A few weeks ago, I was in my classroom and heard a knock on the door and it was during my prep period. So I really wasn't expecting anyone. And usually that means that a student's coming in asking for a pass or something to go to the next class. So when I answered the door, I happened to see this familiar face and it was a student I taught years ago in middle school uh, who happened to sub every once in a while in our building, but she was now fully grown. And she told me she's actually got a guidance counselor job in another school. And she was visiting our school for a meeting and thought that was great. It was really cool to see her, but uh, she told me she came into my room because she wanted me to sign her book. And I thought, oh, that's neat. I had no idea. I didn't put two and two together until she actually pulled my book out of her bag. I I, I didn't know what book oh. she wanted me to sign. And then she, so yeah, it was interesting. I thought, okay, I'll sign a book. Um, and then she pulled mine out, which was cool. But the thing that really impacted me was that she told me um, 
that she had been using a lot of the strategies in the book with her students and the kids that she uses that that she sees as a guidance counselor. And then she told me, and not only that, but she remembered the things that we did in our classroom and she's been implementing those things all the way back from sixth grade. And she said that she really saw a huge impact in the kids that she sees daily. And to me, that was, I guess you could say, the ultimate thing as a teacher when when you have a student come back and say, I'm using what you taught me to impact other kids. And it was something that was super humbling and I was so grateful for. And I thought that was that was super cool. And then another short story, I guess, comes from, you had mentioned that I am I'm the founder and I run teachonomy.com. And I have a group of amazing teachers that we call our, they call themselves, I guess, teachonomers, which is kind of cool. But uh, they're teachers from all walks of life. And we have a, a, a group that we have on Facebook and we have a whole community and things like that. And a bunch of them have gone through the book and they recommend it. And that's great. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but it's cool to hear how they're using the strategies in there. But one thing that I think, you know, overall, because you had, you had said, well, how's my work impacting teachers in the field? One thing that I'll do each week is I'll just send out a very simple, encouraging email on Sundays. So sometimes it'll have a podcast for people to listen and reflect on, or it'll have a blog post. And basically the whole point of it is to give one or two things for teachers to reflect on as they start on their week. And it comes out every Sunday. And when I first started it, I really didn't have any replies and I didn't know if anyone was reading them, but I kept going and kept going. And lately I've been getting a ton of email replies with people just telling me how this was what they needed to hear to start the week, or this is just what they needed to read and it just came in time. And um, that was really cool. And uh, to see how those simple things and the simple emails and the different things that I'm doing in Teachonomy as well as in the Unseries are impacting other teachers every week. And it, it kind of showed me how impactful our words can be and how our message can be to others when we're willing to share it. So it was a neat, almost full circle thing to that second grade story where I was deathly afraid to talk in front of people. <laughs> and it really kind of proved now that uh, doing so can really help and encourage people. So it was a neat full circle kind of kind of thing. Yeah, thanks for sharing those stories. So in this season, uh, we added the lightning round response questions. And the purpose of these questions is really just to uncover some additional resources our listeners or that we could use to learn from. So uh, are you ready? Sure. <laughs> okay. First, <laughs> who's one inspirational expert on teaching our listeners should connect with? Okay. Uh, one inspirational expert. I think there's so many to list and it's 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 hard. Um, I actually thought about this question. I didn't know who I would say, but I did pick somebody. Um, I actually picked someone because of how genuine they are. And I really found them to be someone who is an amazing teacher currently and uh, just, just a great person. And this person is part of the Teach Better team, if you know who they are. But uh, her name is Ray Hewitt. Uh, you could find her on Twitter under at Ray Hewitt. It's just R-A-E-H-U-G-H-A-R-T. Um, that would be someone, I mean, she is constantly all over social media and, and giving strategies and concepts and inspiration. She's just, she's just great. I would recommend anyone to follow her and learn from her. All right. Excellent. And if you were recommending a book to our listeners, what book might that be beyond your book? Cause we'll all already have yeah. that book there. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, it's funny. There's a ton of books that I've read that I could recommend. I think I, what I decided to do with this though is recommend the one that I just finished. 
I thought it was actually pretty good. It might be a popular one that people may have read or may not, but it's called What School Could Be by Ted Dintersmith. Oh, okay. Um, I liked it because it had a lot of, you know, like heartfelt anecdotes. It had inspiration that I think teachers would love, and it really got a cool spin based on on the way that he wrote the book. So uh, definitely one that I would recommend uh, because I literally just finished it a couple of weeks ago, and it was probably the last one that I read. I'm getting into a couple more, but that's one I'd recommend. All right. And last question, what online site or resource do you uh, use regularly? Okay. Um, there's a few, but this one I knew right away I wanted to to share. And this happens to be a very popular person, I think, in the world of education. Uh, but again, someone that's very genuine and actually helped me out when I started my podcast personally and advised me and gave me some very honest feedback and helped me along uh, with that. And she's awesome. And her site is filled with amazing things. Uh, that's Jennifer Gonzalez. If uh, she's she basically runs cultofpedagogy.com. Definitely your listeners, if they don't already follow her or check her stuff out, they're not going to be disappointed. I find that, uh, and she has a great podcast as well, but she's, you know, her site's jam-packed with stuff and she's definitely a go-to person for me uh, if, I, if I need just a quick encouragement or if I need some advice or if I need to just... Uh, you know, have some kind of resource. I mean, she she pretty much has everything there. I think she's just a great person. And thank you so much. We'll add those links to our show notes. All right, let's wrap up the conversation. Chuck, tell us what's next for Chuck and what are you working on that you'd like to share with our audience? Okay. Um, For me, I have a few big things on the horizon, I guess you could say, but there's one really big thing that I actually haven't told anyone yet. So you'll be the first that I've told. This is like a sneak peek. Yes, this is a sneak peek. I haven't said anything. Uh, (laughs) This one is, um, I'm super excited and it's actually hopefully going to launch in October of 2019. And what I'm doing is I'm putting together a free online summit or conference for teachers called the Teacher Success Summit. And um, I don't even have registration up yet or anything like that. That'll come out in a couple of months, but it's pretty exciting. I have over 40 speakers confirmed already. Wow. Yeah, so it should be pretty good. I mean, there's people that are on Netflix. There's people from the Dr. Oz show and Oprah radio and CNBC and CNN and all these big places, but there's also teachers in the classroom as well. So it's it's going to be a big mix of some awesome, awesome stuff. So that's the next big project, I guess, I'm pumped to share. Excellent. And what as was soon it called as, again, Chuck? It's the called teacher. the Teacher Success Summit. All right, the Teacher Success Summit. And maybe you'll come back on in September and share a little bit about it with uh, our listeners when we move into season six yeah i'd love to that would be awesome (laughs) all right thank you so much (laughs) uh, for joining us today chuck and to learn more about chuck's work you'll see lots of links in the show notes um, as well as those experts that chuck shared um, for additional resources all right great to chat chuck thanks for being here oh thanks for having me it was awesome Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. So this episode's question, how will you develop relationships with students, colleagues, parents, and your content? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season five, episode 44. And that's a wrap for season five. We'll be back in the fall with season six of TL Talk Radio, featuring new conversations with innovative thought leaders like Chuck. Thanks again, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you. 
want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments, you can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.